0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for friday july 10th 2020 i'm one of your hosts blessing Addio A jr and joining me is greg miller
1: i don't even get it i don't even get a fun title
0: i tim, i thought m- about m- thinking
1: tim motherfucking muda- muda- gettys sometimes i'm the host of ps i love you the ea I don't, Today, I, just greg miller.
0: I, I don't have a standard one for you yet i almost just went host of You xoxo and i should have i should have done it because you're wearing the sweater <laughs> Which every get Friday, it on you know, on Every store. Friday,
1: you host the show with me in the shotgun seat. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna Think figure something
0: that. out. I'm gonna figure something out because I want something super clever for you, but I don't know. I I feel like I can't figure out something clever enough. Make something that's... You know?
1: for like the first. Nothing feels big enough for. Greg 10 to 15 minutes before we went live you and kevin just sat here talking about poops you couldn't have stopped that whoa, 30 whoa, seconds whoa, okay hey, faster hey hey hold and on a second a hold on headlight. a
2: second you were very much the starter of the poop conversation
1: i you didn't want, mention he, yeah my you were poops. very involved i didn't <laughs> he said he had poops. hot cheetos and you were like what poop. kevin's poops were like on this juice cleanse
0: and can we talk can we talk about how right after that poop conversation kevin was <laughs> kevin out of nowhere was where like, Oh man this chocolate milkshake doesn't taste like chocolate milkshake <laughs> it's like all right that's not what i want to hear out of you're context connecting after we, after we things that are
2: not connected okay you're connecting things that are not connected
0: greg there's a there's a trivia royale revolution happening yeah i'm community. part I don't of it you don't, have you to talk.
1: You don't have to talk like i don't know you could give me some credit all right coming in number four in the trivia royale you know oh, what I mean? number
0: four i've, not, oh, I've actually not gotten, gotten that done? that high yet
1: yeah there's a whole Slack thing going back and forth because me and Joey are in a race to see who gets number one. Because Joey, I, I had put in number that I had gotten a, the, the the final six. Then she put in she got to the final four. Then I put in I got to the final four. Wait. And then she put in she got to the two. She's I'm, she came oh. in number two, which you ask me is actually embarrassing. Because when you get to the final four in like NCAA basketball, you're like that's really cool, that's exciting. And when you say I fucking lost the championship, I fucking choked in the biggest game of my life. That's embarrassing. Wait, I'm confused. So you're pre-
2: uh, yes, I, I, i've seen video like images
0: of blessing and imran on like san francisco's top so yes. that's a different thing because oh. it sounds like greg is committed to the battle royale aspect of the game oh. whereas me imran and, and barrett are playing the topics so you can so go let's, in. let's, let's can... just
1: do a full fucking stop here all right yes. it's friday the gloves are off we're all having fun if you have <laughs> pants <laughs> take, the take them off, off. <laughs> if you don't have pants put them on On the games cast this week, we did, uh, you know, the big old conversation about, I don't even fucking remember. Oh, predictions for what's going on the rest of E3. But then there was also a beginning segment of what you've been playing, to which you were like, I've been playing this thing called Trivia Royale, which is a Battle Royale trivia game on uh, mobile for free. You can pay to eliminate the ads, but it's free to play. And the idea is that, yeah, there's separate modes. There's the Trivia Royale mode, which is a thousand competitors fighting each other in trivia, the five questions apiece to pare it down to one winner and then there is trivia that's topic by topic you just jump in and do five questions and kevin to what you're talking about is me and or i let me eliminate that me and joey are keep sharing our things as we try to win trivia royale and become the yes. best of a thousand people to the 1000 players the other thing that's been popping off to an insane degree cuz kind of funny best friends are insane and awesome and we love you is that uh, you can go in and do it by category and do one-on-one competitions. At which point, you then after I think it's nine wins or six wins or something like that, you unlock the leaderboard mm-hmm. that you can go and see who's the best. And so you can do it by what is it? World, country, city, or a state and then city. And so right yeah. now, the SF leaderboards are on fire as Imran, uh, Blessing, uh, Barrett all try to go. And Lucy James is in there. But I got the eleventh. Barrett's, to 11 Barrett's last night. like blown out of the water, right? Barrett, Barrett has like- no yeah, fucking life one. apparently. I don't know what. Yeah, I'm I don't know where he found the to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, because whenever was at wins,
2: twenty-three wins, he was at sixty-nine wins. Something's wrong.
1: The system doesn't make sense yeah. and Barrett's up to something.
0: And also I'm gonna blame the, the app isn't perfect. The app keeps crashing. Oh no, it, it crashes. The app yeah, makes yeah. makes my uh my, my phone heat up. It's funny because Barrett,
2: Barrett doesn't have those those uh, complaints. Or no, if, no, no, does, if he does I, just I bet he through. does
1: and he's just still playing that many yeah. more. I Think that's sixty nine wins. I don't think with all due yeah. respect to Barrett, I don't think he's had 70 games i bet he's probably done 350 games here's the thing
2: baird has always talked about trivia he loves going to trivia his team he also talks
1: about the small hats he wears but it doesn't mean like he made they're not
2: that small he's not hey arnold over here all right (laughs) 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 i'm gonna go it's a good day
0: oh man um but greg that's enough about trivia real let's talk about Far Cry leaking all over the place. Sony making an, an epic investment and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping we're reacting to the uh, ubisoft forward happening this sunday at noon pacific time it's gonna be me greg tim and i assume andy the, the regular That's reaction right. group right. that sounds right um so come through have fun with us again this at noon pacific time twitch.tv slash kind of funny games also, uh,
1: Barrett, every day this Barrett week has a hundred wins right now. A hundred what? Edith what is he something. doing? Can you can Edith you just something. call him and ask Do him how many games he Twitch thinks video. he's Play won? Playing a video game. If
0: if we're talking about like ratios too, like I I will give it to Barrett that he's probably winning seven out of ten of those. Yeah. maybe eight out of ten. That's really. And good. so you got to imagine that's like hundred and thirty games, and if you include crashes, one hundred and fifty. Can, can someone please call Barrett and just ask him? Does it track how many games you've played total?
1: No, it doesn't. You sure? No, no. And,
0: I mean, maybe if you could go deep in the settings, but
1: the settings aren't. i only seen the wins. Problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Once again, not a perfect app by any means. Fun, fun app. It's fun. fun. Yeah. So what what you're doing is more impressive than Barrett because you're
2: trying to get one out of a thousand with all Thank trivia. That's no, no, no I'm asking.
1: Yeah, I mean, for no, this no, R&D. no. I'm
0: asking blessing. All right. Well, what I'm doing or what Greg's doing because I'm doing, doing the same thing as Barrett. What? Well, what um, Greg's doing, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. What Greg's doing is more impressive. Okay. Because what Greg is doing is is pairing it down to chance. Like you got to think about it this way, right? A thousand players. That means I'm not going to do the math right now on what how many rounds that would be. But that's first round of pairing down to 500. Second round pairing down to 250. Then math gets in the way of, of where this goes. 125. But like, it's like what eight to 12 rounds somewhere around that in terms of like where the, how how things get down. You know, exactly. exactly. You got to win that many in a row to win that's Battle Royale. Cool. That's pretty cool, and like that's that's a feat. That's to me more impressive yeah. than just getting a, a lot of wins. Greg, I'm
2: pretty impressed by you right now. Thank you very much, but more by Joey.
1: You know, she won't one v one me, so that's on her.
0: Yeah. Damn. Uh every day this week, uh, a new part of Andy's full playthrough of the last is part two will post at three p.m. Pacific time. I think that makes today part five, which would make tomorrow the final part. Yeah, it's uh, well, part I today.
1: think it was this Sunday, is what I heard, is it didn't it?
0: Oh, is it seven parts?
1: I don't know. I, I thought I thought seven Tim parts it goes to Sunday. I'm look. I'm opening up the back end of YouTube here. Hold on. You keep going, I'll tell you.
0: Open it done. up, open it up. Uh thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Quip, Klarna, and Hymns, but I'll tell you about that later. For now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. time
1: Uh Baker's dozen.
0: The Kevin, finale the is indeed Sunday. Sunday. So be on the lookout for that. Kevin, what was the inspiration for the, the D D's there? Uh I had a little burp
2: in me, one of them mm. little quiet ones that came out, and like that's how it left my throat afterwards,
0: you know, kind of in this
2: in this register.
0: Fair enough. Speaking to speaking to DDDs actually, um, Greg. Yeah. Last night, and I was I wasn't going to expose her, but I'm going to do it. Last night I was playing Trivia Real against Lucy James from GameSpot. Sure. beat
1: sure. A question she beat came you by up. Point.
0: Oh, don't did don't
2: do me? this. Don't do this blessing. Don't
1: don't when talk about what she beer, got wrong. When I was Cause, here cause, having a beer, she was having a claw, and I saw her beat you by one point. I embarrassing. I don't for you. her winning,
0: but maybe huh? that did happen. Maybe that did happen.
1: Wow, well, that's now you're talking. What? Now you're calling her a liar.
0: I'm not going to call anybody a liar. All Drake, she was that drunk. I don't, I don't recall did, who knows things, if she who was she was. Remember-
1: this um, was the first Claw, all right? And it was my first beer. I remember. Blessing was what wasted,
0: I, though, on the other hand. I was very wasted. What I do remember is a question coming up asking, uh, what game is King DDD the villain of? Yep. To which I answered Kirby. Yeah. And she ans- I don't know what she answered. All I know is that she answered a game that was very much not Kirby. And so, listen, I don't like calling people out. I don't like putting people on the spot. L- why saying. are you doing I
1: had one that was uh, last night on one of the things that was, uh, you know, who uh, uh, Kong Dedede is from which game? And I was like, you mean King Dedede? I got it, but okay.
0: Greg, story yep. number one: got Far it. Cry Six is official. Uh, this <laughs> is coming from Alex Avard at Games Radar, and I've, I've parsed this into two different parts because this is breaking uh, uh, this morning, and it was. It was kind of a long break, you know, it was, it was breaking yeah. over a long period of time where we saw leaks and then we saw the confirmation. So I'm going to start with part one being the leaks. And so yeah. this is Games Radar. A Far Cry 6 leak on Hong Kong's PS uh, PlayStation Store has seemingly revealed the key art, setting, synopsis, and release date for an upcoming sequel in Ubisoft's first-person shooter series. The listing for the game appears to confirm that Giancarlo Esposito, a.k.a. Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, will be Far Cry 6's new central villain. There's also details explaining how how, th- how this next title in the franchise will be launching on PS5 and Xbox Series X, in addition <laughs> to PS4 and Xbox One, with a free next-gen upgrade available for anyone who purchases a copy of the, ne- of, the of the game on the on the latter systems. The accompanying d- description for Far Cry 6 on the P- on PSN uh, reads as follows: "Quote, Welcome to Yara, a tropical paradise frozen in time. As the dictator of Yara, Anton Castillo, which is." or which is uh, uh, Giancarlo <laughs> Esposito is intent on restoring his nation back to his former glory by any means with his son Diego following in his bloody footsteps
1: the ruthless oppression has ignited a revolution and then it goes through bullet points Lucy James from GameSpot can you believe that Blessing called you a fucking liar on the show and tried to say that he, he, you didn't beat him by one point last night in I'm just Royal. saying I didn't
0: remember I don't remember losing
1: Oh, it was one round. Okay.
0: Okay. That's why I thought. Did he beat
1: you in the whole thing? I thought I had 1-2-1. One one. She thought she, she might have won, two, one,
0: two one. one. She might, she might have won,
1: two, one. one. You guys don't have the killer instinct. I'd be rubbing in one of your all's faces if I beat you, but I always lose. I played
0: a lot of Trivia Real. It all kind of melts together. She gave me
1: an Overwatch group. Oh, okay. You publicly shamed her in Overwatch Group. I did. I did. Okay. Smart. Okay, then there. cool. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. It's back. Back to the show. Back to. I said back to the show, please. God, people. Man. I'm sorry. I'm so, I gotta apologize. No, I'm with you, roommate. man. I'm sorry.
0: I'm with you. God. you know, she just comes uh, in here. She
1: interrupts the show. She thinks she can do whatever she wants.
0: Bullet points are as follows uh Play as do- Danny Rojas, a local Yarin, and uh, become a guerrilla fighter to liberate the nation. Two, fight against Anton's troops in the largest Far Cry playground to date across jungles, beaches, and es- Esperanza, the capital city of Yara. And then three employ makeshift weapons, vehicles, and amigos—the new Frank, the new Fangs for hire—to burn the ty- tyrannical regime to the ground. And so that's part one. That's all the leaks. Part two comes with the confirmation. With Far Cry Six now the worst kept secret of this Sunday show. <laughs> <you laughs> Ubisoft acknowledged the recent leaks in a short Twitter teaser, starring in, starring antagonist Anton Castillo, played by Giancarlo Esposito. And Kevin, I have a link in here. Uh, if you can find it, I look, got, look it. He's got it, open. He's oh, it. He's got it open. He's showing it. Oh, he got it. Oh man, look at that. Um and yeah, it's the it's the teaser trailer showing Giancarlo is anti brilliant. Ubisoft Forward, July twelfth. Greg, yeah. How does all of this strike you?
1: This strikes me, and I'm gonna limb here and say this rumor is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think this is Far Cry Six, but No, no, this this looks it looks great. Like uh obviously I I wouldn't say I have like a, a, a weird history with Far Cry. Far Cry three I fucking loved, right? And then from there on out I feel each installment lost me a little bit more. And Greg you know, Far-
0: Scott writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Hey guys, with the news about Far Cry six being leaked, I have to ask, do you folks actually care about Far Cry at this point? Oh. Much like Assassin's Creed with Origins, uh I, my opinion, the series needs a refresh. Just changing mm. the setting at this point isn't enough to get me interested. It's the same problem Borderlands has, except there has been a hell of a lot more Far Cry games in the series. So while I was down for more Borderlands because it had been so long, Ubisoft needs to add substantial wrinkles to the Far Cry formula to excite me again. Thanks. Have a great weekend.
1: That makes a lot of sense. No, because that's my thing is I think since Far Cry 3, I have fallen off more and more with every installment where... Far Cry 4, Pagan Men, right? That I remember playing and enjoying, but it was just obviously Troy Baker doing a great job. Uh, but Far Cry 3 had been so out of the blue, caught me off guard. I was all in. Far Cry Primal, I played for just a little bit. Uh, Far Cry, the Blood Dragon, whatever the hell it was, I played for just a little, little bit. Um, Far Cry 5, I was stoked for. I loved the idea that it was in America. I, I thought this, you know, Doomsday Cult thing was cool. They seemed like a really uh, rad thing. And I got in there and that was a game that just i personally think had too much going on and it for me it was the problem of the frustration that i think you know an odyssey or something like that or an open world game like that doesn't have where cool i want to go from Point A to point B, but along the way, I'm going to get distracted by this side mission, that thing, whatever. That's how I want a game to be. Far Cry 5, for me personally, at least, was I'm trying to go from point A to point B. I go, Oh my God, it's a bear. All right, kill the bear. Oh my God, there's a car full of dudes who just drove up. Let me kill them. I get away from them. I get a little bit further. And guess what? Another car full of dudes. Why are there so many fucking cars? Okay, I kill all of them. I'm getting moving again. It's another ant. It was like, Geez, I remember like dying repeatedly on one quest trying to get to the next thing. And I was just like, I. There's just, it's, this isn't fun. Like, there's just so much going on. And I do think I'm down for more Far Cry. I'm right there uh, with the question that I would love to see uh, from Scott a full blown reboot and, like, really from the ground up, what is this? I don't think this is what it's going to be. As we get into this thing and you start reading this, like, the Amigos, the new fangs for hire. I'm like, oh, God. Like, that was another thing that I just didn't need in Far Cry 5 was like, you have Boomer, you have the guy in the plane, you have the sniper lady. It's like, all, like, I, I no, like I don't mind these people, but I don't, this isn't engaging. It just becomes systems on systems on systems on systems. All yeah. that said, I I feel that my criticisms of Far Cry 5 and the reception of Far Cry 5 hopefully push this game back to, in the right direction. I would hope that I've, it seems universally that that's been the opinion of Far Cry 5. I know Nick loved it and played all the way through it. But even Nick, if I remember correctly, was like, there's just so like, why is it going on and on like this? Why is this happening? Why is that? If they can just push it back and take out some of the stuff. when, when I, I know that for everybody, I, you know, I love Odyssey and I know how many people would sit there and be like, that's a bloated open world. That's a bloated open world game. For me, Far Cry 5 is my bloated open world game where it's like, dude, on paper, I should fucking adore this game. You know, it's set in America. There's all these cool things. There's a monster truck. There's a guy who's a Steven Seagal reference. Fuck yeah, let's go. And It just didn't do it for me. And so I would hope that if they can knock some of that off and push it back, this would be to get me into it. And I do think that uh, Giancarlo, right? And I'm saying that wrong, aren't I? Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Giancarlo is like an awesome actor. I love Gus Fring. Like, I I think he'll be a really compelling bad guy. If he's in it as much as the other bad guys have been, that could be super cool. But for me, it'll have to be, yeah, uh, refining the gameplay a bit. But I'm right there with Scott that... I understand exactly what he's saying. And the borderlands thing, I think is an interesting comparison where yeah, borderlands three did not reinvent what borderlands was. It was a direct, it was, you know, the, everything you've seen from borderlands to the, uh, the, uh, the pre, the prequel, pre-sequel, pre-sequel. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, brought into the modern age in terms of graphics and mantling and that kind of stuff, but not anywhere else. And like, I feel that they can get away with that because everybody was starving for more borderlands. They hadn't seen that in so long, but yeah, A Far Cry that's just going to be more Far Cry is going to be a tough sell.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Like, Far Cry 3 came out and blew me away, and I think blew everybody away. Um, And by the time Far Cry 4 came out, like, I feel like for that series in particular, I kind of had a very quick, like, tiring of it. Like, I I remember getting halfway through Far Cry 4 before I was like, all right, I think I'm good. All right, I think I'm done. And then Far Cry 5 came out, and like, you all was very excited for it because of the setting, uh, because of the villain, because of all the different things, and playing it. I was also like all right yeah there's a lot going on there's people attacking me all over the place i'm not enjoying moving through this open world and i i feel like there's a lot of room there for far cry to kind of grow and adapt into what an open world can be in 2020 or 2021 probably by the time this thing comes out um but like yeah even even the rollout even looking at the key art this looks very much like far Cry's three three through five um specifically yeah. more so four and five like even the, even in the way that it's leaking right like i feel like there's a certain there's a, there's a certain loop we go through when it comes to far cry games and this is fitting right in there totally. um you know us getting the key art of the villain the villain who's probably not going to be in there enough in the game if you ask me uh with previous far cry games uh you sure. like the villains are awesome but i never feel like you get enough of them and jean carlos seems like one of those actors that you know is probably expensive probably takes takes a lot to like actually get him in the game in the first place how much is it? Is he going to actually factor into the game? We'll see. Um, yeah. I, I do said, want to give
1: a shout out, though, like, uh, you know, that Ubisoft tweet today was dynamite in terms of like, yes, all right. Like, I'm sure they had so many meetings. And like you said it like, and I think somebody else put it on the Internet. Well, everybody probably did. But one of our colleagues in the industry said it wouldn't be, you know, E3 or whatever the fuck this is without a <laughs> leak from Ubisoft. Right. And yeah. so to have that thing ready of like he wouldn't what did it, his name? Uh, he wouldn't approve of this. Anton wanted to approve. It was like, that's a pretty dope way of like, yep, all right, we'll see you Sunday exactly. when we actually reveal the game. Like, you know, we had to be ready for this. And you feel for them. You know, again, I feel so much for these developers that have held this secret for so long. And then as they, like, they can see the finish line in John carlo on a things Like, oh, I'm in a video game and it's going to be huge. And like, why? Why? why, why, why would you say that? You're so <laughs> close. And then that Jeff Jeffy Grub Grub out there ruining it saying, Far Cry, Far Cry, Far Cry. And then fucking playstation hong kong like you know what i mean just trying to get the game in the back end so that it's sunday you can pre-order it and be happy and that's how it fucking gets leaked
0: now we we talk about far cry 3 being the the one that kind of blew us out of the water and kev i have have another link for you to to (gasps) check out here to bring up for the people because you know we're talking People. about what can Far Cry do to kind of bring us back. And Joe Scrabble's a made-up name from IGN. Uh, actually you. tweeted this morning after the leak and said, "So is Diego in Far Cry Six meant to be a young Voss from Far Cry 3? And if you look at the at the, at the image mm-hmm. here, right, has the same scar, has somewhat of a of a similar face, same eye color, you know. I agree. I honestly, I honestly, I honestly could buy that this this guy could re- could resemble a young Voss. And if that's the case, if Far Cry Six is a prequel. The Far Cry Three, that to me could be very much a step in the right direction in terms sure. of what I would want from this franchise.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think you know, I saw Joe Scrabble's a made-up name, uh, just a pen name. If you didn't know that, it's a pseudonym at IGN. Everybody uses when they want to put up news that they don't want attributed back to them. um yeah you look at the images and you're like okay i get it and then as you start reading like i I feel like the most (laughs) interesting detective work happens in the thread right and the conversations happen Mm -hmm. in the thread because joe follows up and says uh voss doesn't seem to have the eyebrow scar in the original game but voss actor uh voss actor voss actor uh michael mando uh had has had it seemingly shaven in for his live action stints as the character Uh, i like mitch dyer here of course uh the man who reviewed far cry 3 at ign now obviously working uh ea motive on the new star wars game he tweets in response to all this okay for a sec i thought this was a stretch but the more i think about it the more i love that far cry 6 is a prequel and diego being formed in Voss by witnessing his father's violence versus the player's violence i'm into it and right there yeah that's cool because that's what i thought was so interesting about far cry 3 right it was this like, granted i don't think the story was like fucking perfect by any stretch of the imagination but there was an interesting core there you were just a kid right you were there with your friends and you went on this adventure and this vacation and then it all went to shit and you kind of evolved into this crazy ass murderer dealing with this woman who wanted to fuck you all the time like it was like okay cool this is interesting and i'm done and it's also that you know
2: what's going on with that story
1: you remember far cry 3 that woman like she there was a sex scene in far cry 3 with her on top of you kevin all right i'll google it yeah but yeah, then also this, you know, this doubles up on the fact that you know, uh, Joe Scrabble is a made-up name at IGN. In April 2020, had the Far Cry Voss actor hints at return for the iconic role. Michael Mando, the actor oh. behind iconic Far Cry Three villain Voss, has hinted uh, towards him playing the role again. In a Reddit AMA, the Better Call Saul and Orphan Black actor was asked if he was still recognized as Voss. His reply seems to imply that he'll be uh, recognized more in the future. Quote, thank you so much. Voss is my spirit animal. Having co-created that character is something that will always be dear to me. I still get recognized as Voss, and I still feel the outpouring of love for that character. Makes me very happy. Who knows, dot, dot, dot. Maybe I will rep- reprise the role very soon? Question mark Emoji with the tongue out. Thank you for watching. X L. End quote. At first, we I all heard that, that and we're like, okay, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, I mean, and that I think seems it's... really
2: open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like compared, compared to over, the, like... The, the Esposito guy, you know?
1: Well, yeah, but this is like in April, right? And now we're here in uh, July. So, I mean, I had to look at a computer clock because I have no idea what time or where we are in life anymore. Uh, but, I mean, I do think that that would make sense, right? That if, yeah, you're going to play through this game, you're, and it's going to be used as a vehicle to make uh, you know, Diego into Voss, and then... Uh, have it be that you get through the other side and maybe it's kind of like a yeah red dead redemption one spoiler is coming like it's you know you we do a time jump and we are michael mando right and we are young Voss leading into far cry 3 and seeing how yeah. he became that guy or whatever or maybe that just sets up far cry dlc or far cry 7 or whatever the fuck it's gonna be yeah i, I believe like it though. Age- do you believe it i believe it
0: i believe it too yeah and i think honestly if they're able to pull this off this could make the future of the far cry series very interesting because you could in theory just have this story in in this specific uh instance of the world carry forward and instead of far cry being like this uh you know tales from this fucked up world where where (laughs) guns rule every like rule all these different countries um you instead have it be like okay no yeah this is an ongoing story where like it's taking place in this specific area going forward. Uh, Voss and whatever, whatever, I guess, the future of Voss's legacy or whatever that story, story is, you know, continues to actually take precedence in what Far Cry 7 is and what Far Cry 8 is. And we have something to kind of look forward to in a story sense. Because that's something that I think they've kind of tried to have going for Far Cry in terms, of, in terms of us being excited for a story. But I don't know if that's ever actually like worked for Far Cry. Yeah. Uh, whenever they announce a new one you know you see the villain you get excited you're like okay cool this guy looks badass but i i don't think far cry really sticks with people after playing it that much we're talking about the story like voss is a character i think is is probably the biggest thing i can think of that has actually stuck with people i think people love voss people have loved the the scenes with voss but people have never necessarily like looked at far cry as a story oh, yeah, or a narrative pinnacle of story storytelling
1: games. and like why yeah, yeah, yeah. no it has never stuck with me that way i agree with you on that
0: yeah. And, I don't, and I'm not saying like they, they're, they're about to build it into that, but I think this could be a, a cool starting point in terms of getting people involved. Yep. In, in The problem is, it's all for naught, though, world. if it's
1: just the same ass gameplay. You know what I mean? That we've done a million yeah. times. And, it just, and that's the, I think Far Cry's biggest problem. <laughs> I'm like, am I burping, crying, or about to throw up? <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, the biggest problem is like differentiating, differentiating those games from a gameplay perspective in a way that doesn't just feel like Madden where it's like cool we added this new feature we added this new thing we added this new thing and you just keep piling shit on top of it and it's like cool but it's like it still just feels like i'm running around and jumping uh, around uh, radio antennas and not and that doesn't isn't fun you know what i mean when i think of like back to odyssey right uh like i find the locomotion in that game the movement the traversal the action enjoyable unto itself and so that's why I don't mind spending 130 hours running around doing that and having my poison build be awesome and getting a new piece of armor for Cassandra and all this different stuff when it's just these two hands running and jumping and climbing and looking for the rope yeah. hanging. And like, you know what I mean? Like if, if that's what the gameplay looks like again, it's like, all right, cool. I, I feel like I've done that. And there's other open world games that are doing better stories and better gameplay than that.
0: Greg, let's talk about business. Story number two. Sony has invested $250 million in Epic. you just say I'm dumb.
1: I said about time, but I, I am. Oh, about I'm time.
0: Dumb. I'm dumb. i heard yeah, I'm Dom sure. from, like, Fast and or whatever. Dom. Uh, story number two. Sony has invested $250 million in Epic. This is Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. Sony Corporation has invested $250 million into Epic Games through one of its wholly owned subsidiaries, acquiring a minority, minority interest in the company. In a press release, the investment was described as enabling the companies to broaden their existing collaboration, quote, across Sony's leading portfolio of entertainment assets and technology, and Epic's social entertainment platform and digital ecosystem to create unique experiences for for consumers and creators, end quote. The two companies recently collaborated in the gaming space on a trailer trailer debuting Unreal Engine 5 running on the PlayStation 5, which highlighted some of the technological capabilities of of next-generation development. Quote, Epic's powerful technology in areas such as graphics places them at the forefront of game engine development with Unreal Engine and other innovations, said Sony Corporation president and CEO, Kenichiro Yoshida. Quote, Through our investment, we'll, continue our, we'll, explore, we'll explore opportunities for further collaboration with Epic to delight and bring value to customers in the, in the industry at large, not only in games, but also across the rapidly evolving digital entertainment landscape. End quote uh this is something that was breaking uh, as we were finishing our show yesterday Right, people were bringing it up and you're wrong we talked a little bit about it uh but since yesterday have your have your thoughts on this evolved at all
1: i mean not particularly right i still think it is a smart move obviously from playstation i think it's a or a, um, from sony i think it's a very interesting move on the heels of the unreal announcement that they did right where it was this thing where you know uh, They were talking so much, uh, you know, Tim Sweeney so uh, positively about the PlayStation 5 and how it really is a game changer. We're Like, oh, that's cool. They have a really close working relationship, which Sony and Epic have had before and obviously Mm -hmm. will continue to. But it's interesting to see, yeah, that Sony looks at Epic and the success they have with Fortnite and the success they have had with Unreal and then what's going to happen maybe in the future based on what they're seeing. They're like, yeah, we want to be a part of this. We want to, you know, be minority, minority, minority shareholders here, right? So that we get kick back on that we're able to support your vision but also then benefit from it Greatest what about shit. you do you think it's anything more than you know just being cool
0: I mean I I, I mean I think it's it's about collaboration and then it's about sure. like opening the doors into into how deep it can go with that collaboration and so like I, I could see I could see Unreal Engine 5 uh, the way in which that uh, integrates with PlayStation 5 uh, in particular be opened up a bit you know i could i could see like i could, i could see that not i was gonna say i could see it being the priority platform i think pc will probably always be the priority platform when you're talking about engine um optimization but i could see like there being a big focus on ps5 in terms of where that stuff can go um and yeah like i when when they say in the article like they point out uh i'm trying to find uh, They they mentioned they mentioned games but then they mentioned specifically like technology uh yeah. technological capabilities of next of next generation development stuff like that right like i could i i see this being more so a an investment based on what epic can do for the platform in terms of services and in terms of building technology rather than like fortnite itself yeah fortnite and stuff like that
1: well yeah. you make you you know you raise such an interesting point by bringing up collaboration and i think you know I, we had Andy McNamara on a, we have cool friends yesterday and we were talking and you should all watch it. Please do youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services are on the globe, you know, cause he 29 years game informer now going to EA, but him and I got to have this really fun conversation about what games, journalism, games, enthusiast press, whatever you want to call it is now versus what it is. It was 29 years ago versus what it was 13 years ago when I started. And, I feel that there's lessons to be learned from our side of the industry to then teach to other sides of the industry. And then obviously vice versa. And I used it very much talking about internet hate yesterday. But the other part of it is the same conversation Andy and I were having of there are no competitors there is just collaborators, right? Competition isn't a real thing. It's collaboration. And I think what's interesting about this when you look at it is, you know, Sony, for the most part in video games, siloed right like i think that was the argument for the longest time was to have your walls up you are in a war you are in a console war you are in this thing that you are trying to take out xbox trying to take out nintendo sega you know uh, obviously this goes on through millennia but in where we're at right now i think you see such an uh, this being the the latest slam into that wall with a sledgehammer where It was such news, right, that Sony was going to use Microsoft uh, Azure Cloud stuff, right, to move over and start using that. And it was like, oh, my God, they're working together. You look at what Xbox and Microsoft have been doing in democratizing and putting stuff everywhere and having Minecraft on everything. You look at uh, cross play. And that's where this gets interesting, is that this is an investment in Epic that does not stop Epic from making Xbox or PC or whatever games, Switch games. But... Epic also has been very upfront about their engine being awesome, and then also in a completely separate thing, right? Hey, our ability for crossplay is awesome as well, and we now have a suite that we can share with you. You can, yeah. if you want to put this into your game, this is it. And I think it's honestly Sony looking at that and being like, "That's the future." Like the technologies and uh, that they're creating and pushing, the programs they're creating and pushing are the future of where games and, like you're saying, technology in general are going. But we can't be siloed off anymore. You know, we can uh, suddenly, we don't have to own PlayStation. It doesn't have to own every first party developer. And again, I know this is the second party conversation that I got in trouble with Insomniac a few years ago. But like, cool, camouflage, make Iron Man VR. Cool, Insomniac, make Spider-Man. Then we'll buy it, but that's a different ball of wax. For my argument right now, they're still they're still independent, right? Like, it is this idea that It isn't business as usual. You do need to shake this up and do things differently. And this is an investment in the future of like, all right, you guys are doing really cool shit. And we want to be a part of that, even if it doesn't mean we're your exclusive partner for it.
0: Gresik writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Just like you can and says, hi, everybody. Yesterday, we learned that Sony has invested $250 million to become a minority shareholder in Epic Games. Since the Unreal 5 tech demo uh, and subsequent praise from Epic about the PS5, uh, I've assumed the three companies... I feel like this would be two companies. We're talking about Epic and PlayStation. The two companies had done some sort of larger deal at the time. I'd imagine this would have been in, in the form of Epic store ex- exclusivity for PlayStation exclusives coming to PC. Finding out that Sony Sony now had a fi- financial stake in Epic, I find the whole deal somewhat disquieting. Deals like this don't happen overnight. The fact that Epic and Sony were in talks over $250 million at the time, or at a time, uh, that Epic was hyping the PS5 without disclosing the potential financial deals seems sketchy to me. Do you agree, or am I reading too much into this? Do you think this is a good investment for Sony? What is in it for them beyond the obvious profits off the investment? Thanks for all you do, Grezik. So we've kind of already talked about what might be in it for them beyond just the profits. Uh, I also want to pull, pull in a tweet from Tim Sweeney from yesterday uh, because this is a thing that quite a few people brought up. And I'm looking at a tweet. So early yesterday, somebody tweeted, uh, did at Tim Sweeney not, not clearly say that there was no financial arrangement uh, or reason behind recent statements sounding heavily tilted toward PlayStation 5. This officially now makes those previous remar- remarks highly sus- highly suspect, if not outright lies. And that's, that's uh, this person tweeting out the article from VentureBeat about the investment. Tim Sweeney then replied to that and said, uh yes, here's what I said back in May below. Serious investment discussions followed from the Unreal Engine 5 demo. We showed on PlayStation 5. I guess they liked it. Uh so that's Tim <laughs> Sweetie essentially saying that like, no, like we weren't we weren't in talks at the time uh during that Unreal Engine 5 demo. Uh those conversations started after. To which, like, whether or not like you believe them or not, like take that with take that however you will, but that's the statement. Greg, do you have any any thoughts on this?
1: As always. I'm Greg Miller and I am an idiot and I don't know shit about business. I went for journalism school and even that I was going to go write about video games and tell you if they're good or bad and how the controls are. Uh, my thought on this would be that I am inclined to believe Tim Sweeney because that's, there's no wiggle room there, right? That's him saying, yes, that's what I said in May serious investment discussions followed from the unreal five demo. We showed at PlayStation. I guess I liked it. Like that's a huge statement to put out there, right? And that's him legitimately saying that. And I think that's also, in a lot of ways, sounding the klaxon of like, that's what I said, and that's what I mean, and this is the truth. So I'm sure Jason Schreier and a bunch of other top-notch journalists are are down to look into that and be like, wait, is that really how it goes? Now, back to the business thing, I don't know. But I think it's important to point out, this isn't Sony buying Epic. This isn't Sony taking a controlling stake in Epic. This is, I'm sure, hey, look at Unreal. I, I Again, I'm a moron. But I do think that you could move fast enough on this. All right? I mean, we're talking about may now to july like all of i mean that kind of makes sense right that yeah in may you would see this all of july would be hey i mean, I mean who knows how it works at playstation maybe they'd already been having conversations beforehand being like hey like what's going on with this thing like is this a good uh, you know we should look into this investment look how cool it is look at how people are going And then you go talk to them and i don't know how you i don't know where you're buying the shares from like you know what i mean they buy it from epic i guess i'm you not know sure. shares.com shares.com thank you yeah. on e-trade can you can over on e-trade jim ryan's like yeah fucking click it buy them all i i'm inclined to believe it i think it's cool that he answered this question that he was able to pop up and be like yeah no like i understand what you're saying but that isn't how it happened i don't know yeah. and i also and i just don't i guess you have the thing of let's let's work it backwards let's say he's lying the deal was already being mentioned, kicked around. People were scuttlebutting around it. Do, I mean, do we really think that, that like him saying PlayStation five solid state drive was awesome is really the thing that pushes it over. Like it might, I don't, I don't even think it would have really helped. Right. It was cool to see it. Maybe that was, and it's a nice nod, but like, it would, I mean, I don't think it was a power move from Epic to be like, we need to fucking push this over the line. So Tim say PlayStation 5 is radical. Is it like, got it? I'm on it. Don't worry about it. Don't fucking yeah. mention that you like the Xbox. Totally on on point. Like maybe maybe I'm being way too naive and just taking it as it is. But I I mean, if it was a bigger deal and they were taking over the company and they were becoming a first party, and yet of course that would have taken that, that'd be, yeah, months, that'd be and, be months and months That's
0: and months and months. So yeah, go buy a
1: bunch of shares for 250. Mm, I, I I I'm inclined to believe it, but I get it.
0: Yeah, and you honestly, even if they were in in talks i don't think it's as big of a deal i assumed that there was some kind of marketing deal going on when we got that unreal engine 5 demo on playstation 5 because i i mean i i think that would that relationship like makes sense you know like showcase the unreal engine 5 on the p on, on this upcoming new platform from playstation so you can boost uh the word of mouth for unreal engine 5 that makes yeah. sense it makes something makes sense on the playstation 5 to have this have this uh tech demo to show the power of your platform like that's a relationship made in heaven and so. You know, I kind of already assume that those talks were, were happening on that level. Um, I don't think the the minority stake in Epic changes that at all, like in terms of the validity of it versus the morality of it and all these different stuff. Like all like all that really does is change Tim Sweeney's statement. Um, yeah. but I don't I, like I think outside of that, it's not really a big deal either way. Um and so that's kind of where I stand on it. Yeah. Our last news story story number three xbox series x games aren't being held back by xbox one that's according to phil spencer uh this is from Joe scrabbles at ign phil spencer has played down the idea that xbox series x games will be held back from their potential by having people play uh by having by having to be playable on xbox one pointing to the success of pc games uh at working across wide ranges of hardware power as evidence Speaking to GamesIndustry.biz, the Xbox boss called the idea of games being held back, quote, a meme that that gets created by people who are too caught up in device competition, end quote. Instead, Spencer points to the PC market where games that are regularly touted as the most most advanced versions uh, across all platforms can also be played on lower-powered hardware. Quote, I just look at Windows, Spencer explained. It's almost certain if the developer is is building a, a Windows version of their game, then the most powerful and highest fidelity version is the PC version. You can even see that with with some of our first party console console games coming uh, console games going to PC, even from our competitors, that the richest version is the PC version. Yet the PC ecosystem is the most diverse when it comes to hardware. When you think about it the, piece, the, the when you think about the CPUs and GPUs uh, from years ago that are there. Yes, every developer is going to find a line uh, and say that this is the hardware that I'm going to support. But the diversity of hardware choice in PC has not held back the highest fidelity uh, PC games on the market. The highest fidelity PC games rival anything that anybody has ever seen in video games. So this idea that that developers don't know how to build games or game engines or ecosystems that work across a set of hardware, there's there's, there's a proof point in PC that shows that's not the case. Uh, as a player, you are the center of our strategy, Spencer adds later in the interview. Our device is not the center of our strategy. Our game is not the center of our strategy. We want you uh, or we want we want to enable you to play the games you want to play with friends with the friends that you want to play with on any device. On TV, the Xbox console, uh, on TV, the Xbox console is going to be the best best way to play console games. Xbox Series X is the most powerful console out there, and it'll have ab- it'll have absolutely the best versions of our console games. But that's not to exclude other people from being able to play. Greg, yeah. do you buy the idea that Xbox Series X games aren't being held back by Xbox One?
1: Yeah, this is uh, something we've talked about again, and again, I'm Greg Miller, a complete fucking moron. But I've always... I'm with fill on the windows problem the windows problem the pc gaming sliders right that's how i've Mm. thought this would work is that yeah you're just talking about sliders you're moving on the pc from you know low low res to mid res to high res and that's how it would work with all of these different uh, ways and stuff i know there's uh you know conversations about how you're going to use the hard drive and how you're going to do all this I feel like Xbox is smart enough to get around that. I feel like they know what they're doing in terms of this. I feel like saying that, hey, this is a PC infrastructure and we're going to use it that way gets you into that boat where, yeah, I think it it may be that the Xbox one uh, version of Halo Infinite just does not run as well as, you know, and probably won't run as well as uh, Xbox Series X, but it works for me. Does it work for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think this makes sense, right? Like I think, when I when I think of most games and the way that most games are going are gonna to function and be made, the sliding scale thing makes sense. Like Rainbow Six Siege is going to be the same on current gen as it, is, as it is on next gen with slight enhancements on next gen, right? Like it'll probably look cleaner. There might be ray tracing. Maybe like maps will load in faster. Things like that. Yeah. Um. But I like overall, I expect for the most part games to be the same. I think there I think there's something to be said about games that are developed for just one box though. Like when we talk about the sSD and we talk about how game design can change based on uh, that and based on uh, the power of the hardware and based on all these different things, I think I think you make the argument that hey if an, if if a developer was focusing just on the p s five or if the develop if it, if a developer was focusing on just the Xbox series x as a as a box to develop a game for, there are certain things in in terms of the core design of your game that you might be able to uh to change up based on how powerful the hardware is i think the thing though is that like 95 percent and maybe even higher than that aren't necessarily going to to uh uh take advantage of that like third parties were never going to do that exactly like third parties indie games like double a like there's so many games that aren't going to take advantage of that and i think for the games that are going to take advantage of that you're going to get that at, at a certain point um, like, and we're at that point. We're mainly talking about exclusives and next gen exclusives uh, yeah. in terms of games that are just gonna be on PS5 and Xbox Series X. I don't necessarily even think though that we're gonna see those games in the first couple of years, and that's not necessarily of because not, no. uh, of the of the cross gen requirement that we're seeing for Xbox and for PlayStation. I think that's more that's more so because um, like it takes a while for developers to really get a hold of like of of figuring out how to work with that next gen hardware figuring out how to work with that technology like even unreal Engine 5 isn't going to be available until later and so i I, to me all this makes sense
1: yeah i think you're hitting the nail on the head where i think these first few years of games won't be radically different right and i think you want to look at something like assassin's creed valhalla and be like okay cool that's coming out on xbox one and xbox series x right and i know it's cross or whatever but even use playstation 5 and playstation 4 you assume that for the argument here as I'm trying to make it, PlayStation 5 will load faster, look sharper, do other stuff. But it, PlayStation 4 is going to also be the same way. And that's this thing you're in as a third party where if you want to then look at Xbox Series X and it, would an Xbox Series X game uh, possibly be better if it was made just for the Xbox Series X. Of course, it's the same thing. I always argue why like Last of Us Part 2, right? Not story or anything like that. Like Last of Us Part 2 loads incredibly fucking fast where I'm fucking you you die. And I'm thinking, I'm like, shit, I open my phone before I can even get to Twitter. It's like hit X to continue. I'll fuck. I'm right back into it. Like that's the power and why exclusives are cool. Uh, Why exclusives actually work really well is that you get to get in there and get into the minutia and get into what this is the way they apparently are positioning Xbox, right? You're going to be able to get into that as a platform. And so, yeah, the loads you'd be doing are going to be quicker, are going to be faster instantaneously on series X, and they won't be on Xbox one. And, years from now when people are just making an xbox series x game and they are why yeah i don't even know if that'll actually be a thing with xbox being this platform it is i don't know we're gonna have to wait and see what next gen games look like and how you're getting more juice out of it than you are you know right now but yeah i don't think this is a huge stumbling block it's not something i've heard and granted i'm not asking developers point blank this but i think that if we were having this conversation, and there were people who were like, "No, this is going to fuck everything up." They would have already said that. I do think it's from yeah. people like me and Blessing, who are sitting here in our couches playing the games and thinking, "Well, maybe this would work. Maybe this would happen this way. Maybe that's not the reality at all."
0: Greg, we'll have to wait and see. We will uh, the effects of what next gen can hold and the power the next gen can bring to our games. But next gen is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom and drop shops today, where would I look?
1: Blessing, am I a fucking joke to you? Uh, I put into the goddamn hypothetical kind of funny Slack channel, kind of funny games, daily Slack channel, the biggest news story of the day. I put it in hours ago. You don't even put it on the Roper report. Kevin, I sent you the link. Please pull it up. Oh, pull it. It up yeah, I did see this. It is I a dark
0: and I forgot about it. Fucking very day
1: for Greg Miller. All right. Number one, if you didn't know, and again, there's bigger problems in the world. I'm making a joke here. If you didn't know, we're all supposed to be going to see Ghostbusters afterlife tonight, but Because there's some goddamn virus ruining everybody's life. We can't do it. Fine. I can wait. That's no big deal. I understand. Take care of everything. Let's all be safe. Wear your mask. Don't be a fucking idiot. Social distance. However, today I I wake up and I go, and I open my Instagram, and what do I see? A terribly cropped photo, a terribly cropped photo on the Ghostbusters. I
2: I can't believe how badly cropped this is.
1: (laughs) A terribly cropped photo on the Ghostbusters World Instagram in this announcement. Ghostbusters World will be closing down on August 13th, 2020. We hope you have enjoyed the game and thank you for all your support. Please check your in-game mailbox for additional details and a special thank you gift to make the most of the last 34 days of service. Just put the knife in and twist it. Supposed to be seeing a new Ghostbusters flick right now with the original cast. I can't have that because, of course, pandemic. Thanks, God. And then also on the same day, you're gonna take away Ghostbusters World, Jiminy Christmas. Full disclosure: I've not played Ghostbusters World since launch, so I don't know. But yeah, come on, yeah, this is partly I really like really is your fault,
0: sir. This this is on you. This is on you, dude. Your I'm shoulder.
1: level 29 in Ghostbusters. I played like you know a month and a half, two months of Ghostbusters World. All right, I put in my not time, like because this is the Pokemon Go game, return. right? 29, yeah, exactly. Around.
2: Pokemon Go longer. What you know?
1: No, that's not true. You think it's it, is that true? Because
2: then you started playing. You definitely talked about Pokemon Go oh, for a while. For like, well, I know, six but I months. talked about Ghostbusters
1: World for a while too. No,
2: you didn't. Yeah, no, but you did nobody actually believes. Please believe that don't lie to Blessing. He is too much. I'm not lying to
1: Blessing. I love Blessing.
0: But like, have you played oh, since did. since quarantine started?
1: Ghostbusters World. Yeah. Dude, I haven't played in 2020. <laughs> when exactly. did When did Ghostbusters <laughs> World come out? I don't know. I mean, I I definitely only did like if Greg Miller's not playing months. the game in 2020. They just didn't who's, update it. Who, and then the raid battles, the raid battles, I, nobody's out there raiding, so I can't even take down Gozer or Vigo. And then on top of that, they just stopped putting new stuff in. Then they jacked up all the prices. And they, I was doing it. I was at a good clip. I was at a good clip upgrading the Proton Pack. And then they really started trying to nickel and dime me for microtransaction stuff. Then Jeff Grubb looked at, at, at talked to me one time, th- or Jeffy Grubb hit me up one time because apparently the game was down for multiple days and had no, no reasoning. I digress. Get me out. And that was a new story? No way to talk about this? No, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, blessing you go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games, daily show, hosts each and every weekday.
0: Out today, we got Sisters Royale, Five Sisters Under Fire for Xbox One and PC. I swear to God, this game comes up every week. Sisters Royale. It keeps coming up. Kevin, can you look up a trailer for Sisters Royale? I wanna go, I want to get to the bottom of this. Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. NASCAR Heat 5 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Budget Cuts for PS4. F1 2020 for P- PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Stadia. Sword Art Online. Alicization, Licorice oh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise for hey. Switch. Hey. Gas Station, Highway Services for Switch. Creepy Tale for Switch, Realm of Heroes for PC, Winter's Trumpet for PC and Mac, Dungeons and Guns for PC and Mac, Lone Land for PC, Hungry Boy for PC, Rock Paper Shift for PC, When I Was Young for, for Steam, and then Creeks for Apple Arcade is out now. Kevin, this is Sisters Royale. Uh, is this Sisters Under Fire or whatever it's called?
1: Oh, God.
0: I'm, I'm going to see I'm is. I'm sorry. That
2: was a sub name? It was, yeah, was there sisters? was a subtitle. Oh, uh, right.
0: Sisters Royale, five sisters under fire. For P- for uh, Xbox One and PC is out. I mean, it's yeah, not autofilling, so it's not there. It is. Well, it's it's the spelled out five, not the number five. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this looks exactly the same. So I hope you're happy. Yeah, it's one of my favorite genres Is oh no, nope, this is a bad, oh man, nope. that was a trailer commentary. I mean, we can we can listen to the man's commentary. Hopefully, nah, he's good. the same. I, I don't know who he is. I feel that, man. I get scared, too, when, str- when, when when it's strangers.
2: Well, you never know when someone's going to say something horrible, and it's like, oh. Exactly.
0: There you go. You happy about this? Wait, it's... Okay, this is it. Uh, Fast forward a bit. Okay, so it's a shoot-em-up. Oh, okay. It's a vertical shoot shoot 'em up A shmup here. Shmup. I kind of dig it, honestly.
1: Like, I ain't mad at it. It's better than I thought it would be, yeah.
0: Yeah, this looks like a good afternoon, honestly. All right, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. The music is slapping too. Now it's time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Quip. Let's talk about brushing our teeth. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. But not Greg, Tim, or most of kind of funny. We love Quip, and we use it every day. Isn't that right, Greg? That's right. Just used my Quip this morning. Good health starts with good habits. Quip. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist's recommended two-minute routine, and there's even a size-down version designed for kids. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, you can get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none that they don't. Quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps to clean in between. Quip brush heads, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. And shipping is free. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Spelled getqui dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. We're also brought to you by Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for shopping, or thanks for Klarna for t- supporting kind of funny games daily. In Sweden, they don't shop; they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to, f- to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. With Klarna, you can uh, shop anywhere online from the one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. Pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. Get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on items you've saved to your wish list. It's always good. To, it's always good to shop smarter and save money. Tim loves how easy it is to find what you're looking for and get set up. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online—an all-in-one app—and allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K L A R N A, Swedish for shopping. Lastly, we're brought to you by Hims. Sixty-six percent of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you notice thinning hair, it can be too late. Why do guys turn to re- weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Nick and Andy have been using it for years, and they love it. 4hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. HIMS is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed medical providers and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No, sno- no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. Today, Hims is giving you the best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, my listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to fourhims.com/gamesdaily. That's fourhims.com/gamesdaily. Full refund of price paid or full refund of price paid is available for uh, for the first ninety-day supply. Refund requests must be made between ninety and one hundred and eighty days after product shipment delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will de- who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Uh, remember that's games gamesdaily Greg, hey, I got a question I want to ask you. I'm trying to figure out which question I want to ask
1: Ooh, first. Oh, okay. There's a debate. Oh, man,
0: yeah. yeah, there's a debate happening. Do we? Do you want to talk about? Uh, actually, this is a long question. I don't even know what this question is asking me. All right. <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, uh, third parties on next gen, or do you want to talk about Avatar from Massive Games, Massive Studio? Oh man, I
1: would much rather talk about third parties. <laughs> okay. I Benjamin hate those Barry blue people. Oh, you hate the. Oh, I don't know if you can say that, Greg. That sounds very <laughs> aggressive, the way you said that. <laughs> Is it not? Am I not okay to hate the blue people from Avatar? Is Kevin, fictional racism like also not accepted? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, no, I opinion, That's Kevin. fine. That's fine. That's, that's okay. Fine. okay.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, come to think of it, I hate Smurfs, too. So maybe it's just a blue people thing. I don't yeah, know. I mean, oh, man, Smurfs are the worst, man.
0: Very me. comfortable. Benjamin Barry writes in and says, hi, Blessing Greg. On Wednesday's KFGD and on, and on many prior occasions, when talking about free next-gen upgrades and smart delivery, Greg often says that this is going to be a thing for only a year or two, then it'll go away. My question is, will it really? Why? I think this time it's going to be different. Let me explain. Between every console generation, there's been major change in hardware architecture, but not this, but not this generation. When a developer had to, de- had to develop a cross-gen from PS3 to PS4, the development cost was high. These games had to be, had to be developed very differently from Cell to, to x86. Same on the Xbox side from PowerPC to x86. PS4 to PS5 and Xbox One to Series X, not so much. This gen, uh, this gen to next gen is much, is much more like a different PC configuration because the base architecture is still the same. With such a huge install base of PS4 and Xbox One consoles out there and the cost, cost to develop games for them at a lower cost than previous generation transitions, what incentive is there for major third parties to abandon the PS4 and Xbox One versions of games? I think we're going to see third, party support, uh, third parties support previous gen a lot longer than they have previously. Greg, yes. what are your thoughts?
1: Well, the question is, of course covered by fog of war and what it's actually gonna look like when we get out there and stuff right um so it's hard to unpack it all but like to my I, the reason I think next gen upgrades in and smart delivery are only going to be a thing for a year or two and then we'll go away is because if you care about that shit you will be buying the next gen version and then you will never think about it again and you might not be able to afford a PS5 Xbox Series X at launch and it may be down the line the first price drop whatever but once you're on board I really don't think it matters. It reminds me of the drinking age. When I was 18, I was like, why the fuck isn't the drinking age 18? This is stupid. I'm an adult. I can go to war. I can be drafted. And then I hit 21. And guess what? I never fucking thought about the drinking age again. It just didn't matter to me. And I think that's how this argument's going to go, if it's even an argument, because I really don't know if it's going to matter in terms of your free next gen upgrade right now. The reason this is such a hot button issue is because we're on the precipice of these new things dropping. But you also want to spend your $60 on whatever game you're about to buy. And then you want to know, well, hey, if I'm buying the new Madden, if I'm buying the new NBA, will it? look better if there's going to be a version on that should i wait companies don't want you to wait they want you to buy it right away and then they want you to upgrade and they want to take care of you that way i think it's an argument that is an argument and an issue for the hardest of the hardcore and that's who we all are and that's why you're listening to a daily gaming news show where we just talk and you know pontificate and bullshit like i think once you get that console once you get your playstation 5 xbox series x you don't care anymore and if you and again if you're hung up on your one game that doesn't get the next gen upgrade that doesn't get the smart delivery you're not going to care when the next version of that game comes around and gets it and so i think that again like the the games that would be the biggest problem for this we already have answers for right you already know that there's avengers will carry over you already know that Destiny's already talking about this you already like games as a service are the ones that would be the big problem for this and it seems like there are most of them the popular ones are already on the messaging about it then you have this right now this one weird thing where you have the playstation 4 xbox series uh xbox one and then the playstation 5 xbox series x and when it's where they meet that there's this issue that you need the band-aid for i think once we're beyond that and we're into it you're buying the game for the thing you want and you're done and like smart delivery isn't the the thing you you say next gen and uh you're talking about next gen free next gen upgrades in smart delivery greg says this will only be a thing for a year or two then it'll go away smart delivery is the solution to all this right like, smart delivery eliminates the problem. Smart delivery is, like, does your game support smart delivery? Good, yes, no. If it do, And if it doesn't, you're not missing out on anything, right? Unless I'm totally misunderstanding this. If it doesn't support smart delivery, there is no Xbox Series X version that you need to worry about, so who fucking cares? Like, that eliminates it. It's the more this, hey, we're putting out Game X on PlayStation 4, but we're also putting it out on PlayStation 5. It's, and when I buy it on PlayStation 4, I want it to work on PlayStation 5 like the playstation 5 version and that's the argument we're having right now is uh mm-hmm. not even an argument that's where everybody's mind is right now of cool what how does this work do i have to pay you for it? i don't want to buy the game again like so is it a free upgrade do i have to buy a special edition how does this work that's where we're at right now and that's only i think an issue right now at this thing when we jump next year and playstation 5 games are already going that's the other thing too you know you're saying here benjamin like uh da-da-da-da. Uh, what's the incentive for major third parties to abandon the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of games? It's the same as always that once the PlayStation 5 uh, and Xbox Series X get entrenched and have a sizable audience, guess what? People are going to want to buy those games. People want the new shiny version. They want to know that they're getting the best version. Third parties right now don't care they'll put out you know my games on playstation 4 and then put it out that way and be done with it but when we get to the line where playstation 5 is you know knock on wood for all of us as an industry taking off and being great it doesn't maybe it's number two xbox series x is in front of it it's still that idea that you buy the playstation 5 you know at a discounted rate and it's two years later you want to buy games that are labeled playstation 5 because you're excited about that you're excited about what your new machine can do and the bells and whistles and the frames per second and all that jazz like it's just the march of progress it would be a different art story altogether if playstation and xbox had come to it on their xbox already did it but if playstation had come to uh, it on their own it was like cool it is now we are now the playstation platform We here's the box it has the playstation sacred symbols across the top and it says enhanced for playstation 5 or whatever if it, exactly what series x is doing and why smart delivery is so is smart and why it's such an interesting idea like I think that this is, as usual, the same thing as always. It's the boat has been is being rocked right now. We, do, as human beings, we don't like change, and so it seems like the sky is falling, and it's all this thing, and oh my god, like how are they going to handle all this shit? Like I think honestly, by you know next year, fall of next year, twenty twenty one, smart, uh, not smart delivery because that makes sense, and that's fine. This cross gen, how are we upgrading thing will not be a conversation.
0: Greg, now it's time to squad up am i wrong am
1: i wrong blessing do you disagree with me
0: no i agree i think everything you said was spot on like i think we're like i i I understand where uh benjamin's coming from in their question i think they're putting too much um stake into the architecture and how much of a hurdle that is when it comes to uh making multiple versions of a game or smart delivery and all this stuff i think even without that hurdle of architecture like where i I think things are still going to pan out kind of the same i think we'll see some i think we'll see more crossover this gen uh more so than previous gens but i don't think three years into next gen we're gonna see people regularly putting out ps4 and xbox one games because like you said like people want the shiny new thing yeah so that's kind of where that's kind of where i stand also now it's time to squad up again the other co other coast writes in uh with a squad up on ps4 and says after beating the Us part two i started playing some shooters again to change it up I've jumped back into Destiny and could use some help doing the OG raids slash dungeons. That'll, uh, that'll be going away in September. I've also been playing Predator Hunting Grounds and would love to play with an actual team and not just randos. P.S. Greg, thank you, thank you for putting me onto the Predator. Uh, your Ooh. streams were great, and the Arnold skin voice, voice lines gave me a much-needed laugh during these dark times. Thanks again Beast safe. If you want to play Predator and or Destiny raids with the other coast on PS4, you can add them with the username Champ Sintron champ or champ Centron. that's champ s uh, or c h a m p <laughs> c i n t r o n so champ Cintron. now it's time for kind slash you were wrong but before we get there the biologist writes in with a question and says hi blessing and greg i don't normally bring up how the kfgd sausage gets made but i think we need some some managerial help on the production line Yesterday during the Great Kebabs event of twenty twenty, Blessing said, to al- <laughs> "Blessing said to only you're wrong, you guys, when you get something wrong. However, isn't break isn't missing breaking news or older news? You guys, you guys get you guys getting something wrong, uh, particularly if the news is an exciting thing like the PS five game case being revealed. How should we, the Silent Guardians, the protectors, venturing on on this no win heroes quest?" Uh, bring breaking news to your attention that seems interesting. Should we not do? Should we not do that whatsoever, or leave it up to the host's interpretation regarding uh, if it should be brought up uh, on the show or not? Thanks, the Silent Guardian, nanobiologist. First of all, nanobiologist, you don't get to call yourself the Silent Guardian because I hear you the most.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's piggybacking off of yesterday. Where kebabs wanted a, a ticker tape parade because holy shit, look everybody, I put it in first, which he wasn't even first about. Remember when he put in the thing nanobiologist yeah. does his job and gets out But like my, my
0: biggest problem with that was because because kabobs was you wronging us about the breaking news story right the the news story that we brought up at the beginning of the show because yeah. barrett slacked it to us you didn't give it you didn't give us a chance to get it wrong that's where yeah. i kind of stand and, th- and this might this i think this differs from host to host i think me and you might do it like slightly differently where i don't look at you wrong until the very end of the show I don't have it open just because, like, I don't need another distraction going on as I'm hosting. Sure, Uh, I wait until the end of the show to bring it up. Uh, And so, like, for me, you can wait until after the the Roper report to you're wrong me on missing news. That's how I see it. Because if if I get slacked, I'll bring it up then. Or, like, my oftentimes co-hosts will see something. Or, like, chat will bring something up. And then we'll get it from there and put it in the show as we're going. Sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, from the beginning, like you're wrong. I struggled with what people think is an actual you're wrong. Yeah. where like literally the show starts and people are like, here's a news thing you might, you missed," And it's like, I haven't said the first news story yet period. And this is from three hours ago. Like, no, that's not it. Like your wrong is meant to be, we say the wrong date and you fix the date or like in here, there's a few different, uh, pull quotes and stuff like that from, uh, the Xbox argument. Um, I think for the most part, like we, the breaking news, obviously, as you saw yesterday with miles Morales, right. Came from Slack more than anything. I don't think you need to be on that. Uh, I, I yeah, breaking news is an interesting one, especially because you know, the other thing I, I don't have it in front of me. Is it is the question in here that you read there from? No? Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Right, it's right above your own. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, there was one in here. There we go. Yeah, the protector is venturing on this no win quest. Bring breaking news to your attention that seems interesting. That's the problem. That is the problem in a nutshell. That seems interesting. Breaking news should be what you've seen on this show. Sony is not going to be a part of E3 uh here is the miles morales box art it should not be the litany of other bullshit people put in there as breaking <laughs> news and i'm like this is this is not this isn't no this isn't what this you know what i mean and like i'm i click through and go and delete and i know yeah it's it's something else to worry about i'm aware and so i'm not saying it i like that we all do something different with it but especially yeah. now from work from home i have the chat open i have slack open i have you're wrong open like i can see stuff that happens and there's other the part of it too of like Sometimes the breaking news is so large there's no way we could cover it, right? I think you know, yesterday was a good example of it working. Uh you know, uh, hey, Sony's put this investment into Epic. We're able to read that news story and bounce great. But we've had it before where, hey, this person everybody liked is a sexual predator and that drops and I don't read it in this episode or if we do there's you're on your heels and you don't have time to react and you don't know what the fuck's going on. Like that's a that's bad content for you and stuff like that like there's lots of times i'm sure you've all seen and that's an extreme obviously by the way sexual predator stuff Mm. but you'll put in breaking news that i purposely ignore because it's like cool we're at the end of the show right now where like you know there's a drop-off where people leave after the news they want the news so like when you get to the back like putting a news story there doesn't necessarily help unless it is breaking and huge and stuff like that it's i mean the long and short of it is like as i'm sure you know nano right is like we're just out of here fucking horsing around talking shit so like if i'm if i don't think there's a tried and true rule not to mention that if i said it everybody right now would maybe listen to it and then everybody who's not listening to it wouldn't and some people would be like "Oh, i don't interpret that way and like it's gonna happen no matter what the way it's gonna happen like yeah breaking news is not meant to be the chat is the heart is the thing i think the most interesting point of it where so many people yeah. write in with a quip or a thing or a joke or whatever and it's like no this is just slowing us down and i have to delete it and i have to either if i'm watching live it distracts me or later on you get to that point where it, the way i, I used you're to wrong. do we're it it's like looking all right it let like me through it Dump, yeah it's like, it. like okay well fuck i guess i can help yeah and that's but my in general is, like nobody's wrong nobody's right or wrong we're all making a show with you horsing around Hamilton. yeah
0: for me when i'm hosting i particularly like factual your wrongs and that is like when we're wrong about something like wrong about a fact or when there's like something that we just didn't realize, you know, sure. like we skip over like a thing that is vital to the conversation. Like that's the stuff I enjoy. Um, and yeah, like it gets to a point where you're wrong is 80% stuff that is either editorializing or stuff that just doesn't fit the show. And yeah, to me, for me, that kind of slows me down. And so hope that gives enough context. That said, I, I appreciate everything that, that y'all are doing. And you're wrong. Like y'all, y'all are always killing it. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Nanobot, Bob, zero, 0 um, Kebabs and everybody else. I'm looking at Easton here. Uh, Easton writes in, you wrong and says in his book Jason Schreier talked about Dragon Age Inquisition having to cut core features because they had the they had to account for last gen hardware. Um, and so there you go, an example of something we we're talking about today. Added context. Yeah, but then the problem comes
1: day. into what it, I hear you and I agree <laughs> with you, but like again, we're above my pay grade here. But how does that net out with? Xbox being like this is the Xbox platform and this is the Xbox structure. And yeah, Xbox Series X has more bells and whistles, but it's still the same kind of structure as Xbox One. I don't fucking know. I'm just putting it out there that I don't know if it's as different as the three sixty to Xbox One was in terms of different languages and how they talk to each other.
0: And this is something I didn't bring up during the show, uh, because it was breaking as we were starting the show. And so I didn't feel like then this doesn't seem important enough to uh, for me to stay tuned for it, and it looks like it's not. Uh, the way <laughs> forward game this is from Borson Zero Zero. The way forward game that Nintendo was teasing yesterday is a Bakugan game, <clears throat> and so if you like Bakugan, boom, there's a trailer on, there's a trailer on YouTube for you. Um,
1: and if you don't, my Twitter seems like you're really mad about it. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah, and that seems to be it. Cheers. Because everything else looks like not, you're wrong. Yeah. All right. Next week's hosts are Monday, me and Tim. Tuesday, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's Greg and me. And then Friday, it's me and Greg back at it like a bad habit. And of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, Till next time, Game Daily. Ubisoft Forward.